EAST AND WEST FROM TALES OF THREE HEMISPHERES BY LORD DUNSANAY THIS IS A LIBRIVOX RECORDING. ALL LIBRIVOX RECORDINGS ARE IN THE PUBLIC DOMAIN. FOR MORE INFORMATION OR TO VOLUNTEER, PLEASE VISIT LIBRIVOX.ORG. READ BY DALE GROWTHMAN EAST AND WEST BY LORD DUNSANAY IT WAS DEAD OF NIGHT AND MIDWINTER. A frightful wind was bringing sleet from the east. The long seary grasses were wailing. Two specks of light appeared on the desolate plain. A man in a handsome cab was driving alone in North China. Alone, with the driver and the dejected horse. The driver wore a good waterproof cape, and, of course, an oiled silk hat but the man in the cab wore nothing but evening dress. He did not have the glass door down because the horse fell so frequently. The sleet had put his cigar out, and it was too cold to sleep. The two lamps flared in the wind. By the uncertain light of a candle lamp that flickered inside the cab, a Manchu shepherd that saw the vehicle pass, where he watched his sheep on the plain in fear of wolves, for the first time saw evening dress. And though he saw it dimly, and what he saw was wet, it was like a backward glance of a thousand years, for as his civilization is so much older than ours, they have presumably passed through all that kind of thing. He watched it stoically, not wondering at a new thing, if indeed it be new to China, meditated on it a while, in a manner strange to us. And when he had added up his philosophy, what little could be derived from the sight of this handsome cab, returned to his contemplation of the night's chances of wolves, and to such occasional thoughts as he drew at times for his comfort out of the legends of China that have been preserved for such uses. And on such a night their comfort was greatly needed. He thought of the legend of a dragon lady, more fair than the flowers are, without an equal amongst the daughters of men, humanly lovely to look on, although her sire was a dragon, yet one who traced his descent from the gods of the elder days. And so it was that she went in all her ways divine, like the earliest ones of her race, who were holier than the emperor. She had come down one day out of her little land, a grassy valley hidden amongst the mountains. By the way of the mountain passes she came down, and the rocks of the rugged pass rang like little bells about her as her bare feet went by, like silver bells to please her. And the sound was like the sound of the dromedaries of a prince when they come home at evening. Their silver bells are ringing, and the village folk are glad. She had come down to pick the enchanted poppy that grew, and grows to this day, if only men might find it, in a field at the feet of the mountains. If one should pick it, happiness would come to all yellow men, victory without fighting, good wages, and ceaseless ease. She came down all fair from the mountains, and as the legend pleasantly passes through his mind, in the bitterest hour of night, which comes before dawn. Two lights appeared, and another handsome cab went by. The man in the second cab was dressed the same as the first, 
He was wetter than the first, for the sleet had fallen all night, but evening dress is evening dress all the world over. The driver wore the same oiled hat and the same waterproof cape as the other, and when the cab had passed the darkness whirled back where the two small lamps had been, and the slush poured into the wheel tracks, and nothing remained but the speculations of the shepherd to tell that a handsome cab had been in that part of China. Presently even these ceased, and he was back with the early legends again in contemplation of serener things, and the storm and the cold and the darkness made one last effort, and shook the bones of that shepherd, and rattled the teeth in the head that mused on the flower fables, and suddenly it was morning. You saw the outlines of the sheep all of a sudden. The shepherd counted them. No wolf had come. You could see them all quite clearly. And in the pale light of the earliest morning, the third handsome cab appeared, with its light still burning, looking ridiculous in the daylight. They came out of the east with the sleet and were all going due westward, and the occupant of the third cab also wore evening dress. Calmly, that Manchu shepherd, without curiosity, still less with wonder, but as one who would see whatever life has to show him, stood for four hours to see if another would come. The sleet and the east wind continued, and at the end of four hours another came. The driver was urging it on as fast as he could, as though he were making the most of daylight. His cabby's cape was flapping wildly about him. Inside the cab a man in evening dress was being jolted up and down by the unevenness of the plain. This was, of course, that famous race from Pittsburgh to Piccadilly, going round by the long way, that started one night after dinner from Mr. Flagdrop's house, and was won by Mr. Cag driving the Honorable Alfred Fortescue, whose father, it will be remembered, was Hagar Dimstein, and became, by letters patent, Sir Edgar Fortescue, and finally Lord St. George. The Manchu shepherd stood there till evening, and when he saw that no more calves would come, turned homeward in search of food. And the rice prepared for him was hot and good, all the more after the bitter coldness of that sleet. And when he had consumed it, he perused his experience, turning over again in his mind every detail of the cabs he had seen. And from that his thoughts slipped calmly to the glorious history of China, going back to the indecorous times before calmness came, and beyond those times to the happy days of the earth, when the gods and dragons were here, and China was young, and lighting his opium pipe and casting his thoughts easily forward, he looked to a time when the dragons shall come again. And for a long time while then his mind reposed itself in such a dignified calm that no thought stirred there at all, from which when he was aroused he cast off his lethargy as a man emerges from the baths, refreshed, cleansed, and content and put away from his musings the things he had seen on the plain, as being evil and of a nature of dreams, a futile illusion, the results of activities which troubleth calm. And then he turned his mind toward the shape of God, the One, the Ineffable, who sits by the lotus lily, whose shape is the shape of peace, 
and went out his thanks to him that he had cast all bad customs westward out of china as a woman throws household dirt out of her basket far out into the neighboring gardens from thankfulness he turned to calm again and out of calm to sleep the end of east and west by lord dunsinay